Hey guys, and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley, and uh, today I'm bringing a bit of art and culture to you. Uh, we are going to be speaking to Ash and Joey from Dungery... <laughs> Dungarees and Squeegees. I'm leaving that in. These uh, these slips of the tongue are happening an awful lot at the moment, but I'm... Ah, do you know what? I don't care. The organic nature of this podcast is uh, is exactly how I like it. And yeah, so I want to say also thank you to everybody that's tuning into the show at the moment. I can't believe how you guys have responded since we've come back. Honestly, I thought it would take a while to get back up and running with the figures and you guys listening, but in fact, it's it's been incredible. So thank, if you've listened, to, been listening to Shoes With Biscuit, if you've been sharing it, if you've been like liking some of the posts and giving me a bit of a pat on the shoulder, a bit of a attaboy, I appreciate every single one of you guys because you're really helping me keep going. Um, I am literally, I'm like a pig in muck at the moment. Um, I am making stuff and uh, having the best time. Um, so more on this episode, let me rambling on about myself. Um, these guys, Ash and Joey, um, I've seen them like go from the beginning of of their journey to where they are now to having the Rhone studio at the English Bridge workshops which looks phenomenal absolutely blew me away when I turned up there to record um it's really nice to be able to sit back and be like well how's this journey been and this is what this this um interview is about they're about to you know enter the next phase of their journey and actually running their own business and I said at the end of this that I'd love to join them for you know another chatting about uh, a year's time just to see where they are because um they these are the kind of journeys we're here to tell you know to uh print enough t-shirts and um uh, getting com- a commission that's shared on social media to actually running a business uh, in its own place uh, in a very nice place as well english bridge workshops a very very creative spot there in shrewsbury um so yeah i'm gonna i'm not gonna go on too long I'll let you enjoy it. Here you go, guys. This is Dungarees and Squeegees on the Shrewsbury Biscuit. I'll catch you guys at the end of this. Hey, guys, and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. This is episode three. I'm record- we are recording recording in the, the current time. Uh, the last two episodes I did, I recorded just before Christmas, just to get ahead of things, really. Um, and today I'm speaking to um, a couple of people that I've watched just develop and develop and de- develop from the beginning. And uh, it's uh, from DNS Studios. I've got Ash and Joey, um, Dungarees and Squeegees. You may have, if you're from Shrewsbury, you definitely know who these guys are. Um, and we, I saw a story on Instagram. Gosh, when was it? It must have been about four years ago, four or five years ago. That'd be four years ago. And it was a collaboration between these guys and Shrewsbury Coffee House where they made some T-shirts and things. And from that point, they have gone from strength to strength to strength. They featured on Drawn a couple of times. So Ash and Joey, thank you for joining me on the show. Hello. I'm Ash. <laughs> I'm Joey. <laughs> And um, yeah, so we're going to start from the very beginning for you guys, because what you guys do is, um, it's an old, I would say old fashioned printing method, but that's because I am wrapped up in the world of consumerism where things are pumped out and pumped out and pumped out. And this is going to be one of the running themes of this podcast today is how how the the hands-on 
method of making things has now changed into this huge conglomerate machine that we buy stuff and just take it for granted, you know? Um, but as a thing, where does this start from, Ash? Um, for you guys. So screen printing, well, we do screen printing. There we are. Screen printing. Um, yes, it is old. Um, but it's it's gone down and it's come up and it's gone down and it's come up. Like I think the word old is, is I think traditional. It's traditional. Yeah, let's go with traditional. Yeah, <laughs> it's always been around, but it's gained popularity. It's lost it. It's gained it. But like the past, well, ever since we've done it. But like I think the past like fifteen years, it's like really kicked off again. Um, I think it's never really died. Like there was a whole like print is dead. But with screen printing, it still works with garments, even on a mass scale. So yeah. you're still yeah. always seeing that. But with with like traditional like hand screen printing, I think that is more niche than it used to be. And so back in the day, that was be the way that you could mass print things. Whereas today, it's seen as more of an art form rather than for the masses when it comes to paper print. But with garments, you're still seeing things on the high street that are screen printed mm, that's just, which is really cool now it's got to be a, there's got to be a geography element to this as well because I mean it depends what it must depend on what town you're from so if you're from Telford and you've got Telford Town Centre it's got like your JD Sports and your, your, your Sports Direct and those those kind of stores that, that are just mass printed on a global scale and sent in shipping containers right? um, compared to like Shrewsbury which is like full of independent stores that people enjoy independently made things right yeah, definitely. Does that matter? I think so. Yeah, I think... Well, I'm not originally from Shrewsbury, but Ash is. <gasps> I've my suspense button. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine, I'm not either. So, I think we really undenied whether Shrewsbury was ready for a space for us, for, like, a open-access screen print studio were Shrewsbury ready but actually when we st- we just decided that we, we were going to start and see what happened a couple of years ago and I think we've actually seen that Shrewsbury really has a big artist community and there's a huge desire like you see drawn and for us this year it was one of our best fairs and it just goes to show how people really want to support creatives but they also want to be creative themselves and mm-hmm. I think it just shows that Shrewsbury is just this hub of creativity that's just oh, needs a space. It's really nice. Something I've kind of, I've definitely, I've also said there's something in the seven, but then uh, it got political for a bit there, and I couldn't <laughs> say that anymore. Um, but you're right, there is a creative sort of um, uh, seam running through Shrewsbury, which I think is really, really important. And, you know, we've covered drawn for, we didn't do this year, the one the last one, because I kind of just paused for a little with a biscuit, you know. Uh, Sheree, I love you very much. I'm sorry I couldn't come. Um, <laughs> but it, that event does go from strength to strength. And if you're listening to the Shrewsbury Biscuit for the first time, go back and listen to those, um, those past um, coverings of drawn, because you're going to hear a wealth of knowledge and experience from artists that are not just local, but from just around out in the outskirts as well. Um, but you think it's important to have something like drawn to sort of, you know, let you guys flex your muscles a little bit. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the creatives of Shoesby just need something to showcase. Like you've got all these galleries and everything and word of mouth and whatever, but having, um, drawn, which is like really well advertised, received, um, the range of different creators in it, like 
it's just really great to see. That was a great interview, Jeff. Now, finally, where can I find your website? I, I don't have a website. What? I just never got around to making one. You know what? I can't take you seriously with an attitude like that. I am extremely disappointed in you. To not have a website is irresponsible, lazy, you lack ambition. I mean, where's the vision? Don't be like Jeff. Be responsible. Get out there and shine with a beautiful website by Web Orchard, where they will take care of all of your website needs. Go to theweborchard.com right now and get a beautiful website you deserve. You know what? Get out. Yeah, you see them all on Instagram and you kind of know that there's other people in the area that are really creative, but until you have a place like Drawn or you go to somewhere, there's a hub for people you don't really know that they're about. And so Drawn Mm. really, for us, was a great way of getting to know other creatives. Like, that's why we love fairs, is that we get to meet other people that are making. It's not just about the people, but the community that you are in that you're quite isolated from day to day i think it's really good to sort of open your mind a bit as well with things you sort of take for granted now i don't mean this in any disrespectful way at all but before i saw your process the video that I, that drew me drew me to you guys was the one from shrewsbury coffee house because it was you guys making making the the, the 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 items for them now before i'd seen that i saw like a design on your jumper there and just thought that that just exists as a thing <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Someone snapped their fingers, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Until I see the hard work and the effort that goes into making something like that. And I feel like something like Drawn gives you the opportunity to walk around and meet artists and look at the hard work that goes into that on a mass scale. Well, I think we all need to do that about things in the world, you know? It's just, just a starting point, is you guys. You've opened my mind. There you go. <laughs> New horizons. New horizons. We have like a little tablet that we have on our table now that kind of shows the process and we always find that's a great like trap for little kids because they can learn about where their clothes from but yeah I think lots of people don't think about where the things they're buying is from and so it's really great with markets and things to be able to actually show and the benefits of Instagram is being able to show that we're not just some getting mass produced somewhere else it's actually being made in Shrewsbury Hmm. And we've all sat up at two o'clock in the morning watching guys making things out of mud, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. How to, how to make a lasagna pizza or something crazy, like, you know, the, the, they are the best videos for you guys. What's, <laughs> the, uh, what's the, the growth been like for you guys on social media with, with that? Because it is something you can just sit and watch. Um, growth on social media, like, it goes up and down, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, some months, look. Just get right into that mic, yeah. Right, yeah. Some months, like, it just goes up. Yeah. decently yeah. and in other months it's just like training. does it give you the opportunity to meet other creators as well and collaborate with them possibly or yeah definitely like yeah. part of our um we we print for other creatives not just ourselves and so part of our package which we think is really great is that we offer social media to them for them to share that they're also supporting a small business and they can then share with their followers how it's made and they get questions about oh, I didn't realise this is how screen printed works. So I always think that's a really nice thing and kind of builds our community and gets our names out there. Um, So definitely, like, it's a big part of our business. But this this question, like, 
There's millions of different types of art and ways of creating things in the world. What drew you both to print? Um, so, for me, it was back in college, I think. Yeah, I was saying. Yeah. Well, there we go. But yeah, we went so to college together. We went to college together. Um, oh. So, in graphics class, um, Haycox just one day was like, we're going to do screen printing. And we did screen printing, and I was like, this is it. This is what I want. Yeah. Well, I wanted, to, like, that set me off on my creative path, I think. I'm so jealous of that singular focus. I really am, because I can't. <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, it definitely wasn't, like, 100% that day we were like, that's what we want to do. But it definitely it set the seeds. Yeah, it started, there was an amazing documentary got us to watch around screen printing and small sprint, like, limited run screen print studios that did, like, the rock posters back in the 90s and I really loved that documentary and then I kind of chose a university of how quickly could I get into the print room was my kind of graphic design how quickly can I get in and actually start doing things and I liked that it wasn't just digital like I feel like we're always being pushed to do something really quick and do something that looks really clean and screen printing mm. can be clean but it can also be messy and experimental and you can real yeah and so yeah it was through that and then when we went to uni we did even more screen printing and got even better and then I think like our third year of uni we were like I live I think, there yeah we lived there but we were like <laughs> we're gonna make a let's look at like how we can make a screen print studio and it kind of went from there nice I love that and it's nice to have that that time to sort of grow in a certain thing that you're doing. So you, you look at your peers and the people that inspired you to do this and then you become the peers and now you're inspiring people with what you're doing. How nice is that? It's a bit scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like it and I think... Don't feel old enough. Yeah, I think it's cool and I think people are really interested in the like screen printing and we've definitely had more interest from people but I also think it's really cool that like people like Haycox who introduced us to screen printing now look at us and it's like oh my god I wish I was doing what you were doing and it's like well we wouldn't have been doing it without the inspiration that we had around us when Mm. we were younger yeah I mean even like because what you guys do looks quite complicated I mean (laughs) even to like designing the stencil that you guys use uh, I guess is it called stencil stencil. yeah Yeah. Yeah, I got it right Um, I don't know if there was a fancy term for it but like even creating that so that it prints perfectly um, like is it is it the what is it on What's the one um, that you guys have got? The grumpy one? What is it? The oh, the emotional cats. Emotional cats, right? To get them right so that they look right, mm-hmm. that is a process in itself. And then yeah, because they were um, they're originally lino cuts, so to screen print them, but them still look like lino cuts. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to get it right and then to do that. Um, but like even something like photography, like James Warman, we were just mentioning that because we're in. Natalie Hildegard Lee's old studio, which is amazing to see, clear and and what you guys are doing with it. When I first when I first came here, it was full of glass and it's amazing. You could see the process of what Natalie was doing. And I brought James Warman with me, and he has his camera and he took some of the most amazing photos because he got like hints of the glass shining on things. And well, James is great, but but even like pointing a camera and just pressing that seems simple, doesn't it? But it's not. It really isn't. So whether it's complicated or simple, 
you guys have got the talent. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's just a lot. It's going to blow steam up your ass with the whole this thing. <laughs> I think it's a lot of practice and like a lot of like behind the scenes yeah, like working we, out how it works. We still make mistakes. Yeah. Like some designs are easier than others to get out on a screen. Yeah. So like super high detail is going to be way more difficult than like a big block. Well, I was looking at my our new logo, which is just a simple cookie outline I was thinking maybe these guys can do something like that for me you know maybe, maybe I can commission you guys to do that um, but you guys have gone from strength to strength I mean like from that video that, that commission you did for the Shrewsbury Coffee House to now there's a lot that's gone on I mean how how's that what's that progression been like for you guys I mean um, so yeah so we start with that and then I'm trying to think what happened we got into Cheshire Print Fair. Yeah, I think we need to go back a bit more. Yeah, like, oh, that's really, I, yeah. <laughs> I just think like it was literally lockdown. We just said for years that we wanted to do it, but just not had the time. Ash had been working in the screen print industry to kind of build confidence. And then we just got a lucky break with someone that you'd worked with before, had loads of equipment that he was getting rid of. So we... Kind it was like, let's figure out how to pay for this. Yeah, we were like, we just got to make it work. Kind of like this space as well. We were just like jumped in and was like, we've got to make it work. Um, let's do it. Hmm. And then like Shrewsbury Coffee House, and we started doing fairs. We did the Cheshire Print Fair, which was amazing. Every time. Every time we do it, it's really great. And it's great again. It's local artists like drawn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it, it does open your mindset as well when you start getting out there and making more I mean because like they're both the good things and bad things of having a business right so like if you start growing too quickly there's too much demand and you don't have no, enough equipment to get it all out there have you have you witnessed some of these things since lockdown since you started with that equipment yeah. trial yeah. and error we've had a lot of lack of time and sleep like up until now we've pretty much both had full time jobs mm. Um, and so we've been juggling our weekends around that. Yeah, I know what that's like. Yeah, I was just talking about <laughs> you know my my uh, my break from the shoes of biscuit because I was just doing too goddamn much. You know, it was just like you get so much, especially when you're passionate about something, you just want to do it all the time. Yeah, and it's getting that balance as well because we want it to be a sustainable business. But so yeah. even though we're really passionate about it, like how can we make money? from it as well like how do we get the pricing right and all of that stuff like there's no guidebook to like how to set up and run your no. own business and no. so you have to just like trial and error and learn what works well and what doesn't I think that's what the next year is going to be about as well yeah um, in this in this industry I guess like does it matter on what equipment have you got or can you just do whatever you guys like with what you've got now yeah um you could, there's various different types of setups you could have. Yeah. Um, what's the What's your white whale? What's the one thing you'd love to have? I think there's two. Yeah. Two. Oh. Yeah. There's a dryer. So at the moment, <laughs> at the moment we hand like a hair dryer. We hair dryer all our t-shirts dry. Yeah. Well, that's that's, it's, it's, that's it's, how, it, it does the job. It it's only silly if it doesn't work. We yeah. we done wash tests. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but having a dryer would just speed up our process a lot. And then the other one is if we did like bigger. So at the moment we really focus on like hand, like hand printed small print runs, um, which works with what we've got because we've got a manual carousel. And as you said, we do it all by hand. Um, and we have our paper bed, but a mechanical carousel would help us with our like 
um, production, pr- rate. production rate a lot. So we could take more jobs and whatever. Yeah, of course. But then yeah. it does take away the handcrafted the handcraft stuff. Yeah. So we, yeah. it's not that part isn't a big priority at the moment. We're dryer more, is more in there. Dryers up there. <laughs> and you guys are kind of eco-friendly as well, isn't you? So you don't want to be like sucking out O2 just to spin a... Yeah, mm. <laughs> which is, is, is important to be able to turn over business at the same time. So you got yeah, to, it's yeah. always a juggling act, I think, between like what you want, what would be a dream. But then again, like, like to keep it um, on a sustainable level, we don't really want to do crazy big no. jobs anyway. And we're not about that. We're about supporting small artists in those small, yeah, small businesses runs where they can't probably do the big orders that would probably need that one it just sometimes when you're spending three hours doing a, a job that could take an hour on a different machine you sometimes go mad but with this space it's n- no longer the focus isn't just on b2b it's on about getting other people into the studio printing yeah make it into like a, a creative space for yeah. all these people but I think you appreciate things more when you know the work that's gone into it and you're talking about things being handmade. Mm. I mean, I've bought things off Vista Print whenever I need things quickly. It's horrible. There's no joy to it. You buy it and you're like, okay, that's great. It's got its purpose. But I've also had T-shirts commissioned from people that are locally that are going to have made it. And there's a bit of like, oh, that's nice, that is, you know. There's yeah. a story behind it. Like, it's always cool to say when you're wearing things, oh, I actually made this myself or... Yeah, my best friend or some so and so made this in this way and you have like that story behind and you find the more precious and it's all about the eco-conscious side of it as well is when there's a story and sentiment behind it you're more likely to look after it and keep it for years to come i remember years ago we did we we covered the shropshire virtual show it was amazing we're on camera in front of tens of thousands of people for a whole day live it's great and um, the day before, I was like, right, we should have T-shirts for the crew, the team, right? Because we had, <laughs> we, we had Dee and Shane with us at the time. So I was like, we need T-shirts. And I was like, within 48 hours, I got these T-shirts made. But it was such a mad rush. I messaged a guy. I think he was from Telford. And he met us in Sundown, I believe. But it was like it was like some crazy drug deal. It was kind of like, <laughs> my wife had to go out and pack it and grab it. And he was in a brown paper bag and we open it was just such a mad thing mad rush do you get um have you been overwhelmed by people that need things quickly for a certain purpose yeah well yeah we've had a couple of quotes come through where they're like oh yeah we need them in like four days (laughs) and we're like "Mm, can't really do that yeah (laughs) it takes time screen printing it's not like an instant because it's because like we're not here full full time it's like really not possible. Yeah. It takes it. We don't. So we don't have masses of stock on on hand. We usually order stock in, so we don't have as much waste, and we're not using up lots of space with stock. Yeah. So usually it takes a good couple of days. So usually we push back on those, or we suggest other printing methods which are just as valid, but maybe don't suit what we're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the beauty of it. It is art at the end of the day. It's something it's something to be appreciated. Um and so like if you need to wait for a bit, you need to wait for a bit because that's that is what art is all about, isn't it, at the end of the day. Um what what's the uh, the fine line between making things you guys want to make and the commissions? Where where do you draw that line? <laughs> you got have things that you really really want to make but the commissions are maybe in the way. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um I think we've got a good balance at the moment. I don't yeah. know how in the new space it will work. work. But we have our fairs and we print our own stock and we sell our own stuff there. And then we have our B2B, which is like our 
creatives that we print for um, and we just try and like 50% of the time do that and 50% of the others but I do think it's really difficult sometimes to find time to make art or be inspired to illustrate and things like that I know you've definitely had that issue Ash yeah definitely <laughs> yeah sitting down and drawing is definitely the the struggle yeah I bet I mean making a stencil and um, what's the process behind that do you hand draw it do you draw it on a tablet print it out or whatever and then carve it in or so I personally draw on a tablet because yeah. I suck so I can undo it really quickly. I'm, I make. I love. I love sitting. Graphic design. All the logos and things that we've made over the years. I love that. It's so yeah. So having it on on the tablet or whatever, I can. If I make a mistake, I can fix it. Yeah. Whereas and if undo, I'm, undo, undo. Yeah. If whereas if I'm drawing, drawing, it's just it's there's no point. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we draw it and then save them as um, what do we say from this PNGs? Yeah, like any file really. Yeah. I yeah. can usually sort it out yeah yeah i normally make them and then joey sorts it out um, yeah and then essentially print them onto uh, acetate oh wow um so the artwork would be black and then the acetate's obviously see-through so then we use those to then put on the screen and then expose it with uv light and that's how it works wow i could go full in but yeah so the bits that so the black bit is like not doesn't get the light so it's like a light sensitive chemical yeah. and then it washes away so the bit that was black washes away but the rest hardens like a like gel nails is how i explain it now wow. like, like gel nails that's fantastic that's really oh my god this stuff is amazing honestly what like because ugh, i appreciate i'm one of these that appreciates art and music i'm not great at art and music i just sit and i observe do you know what i mean so, yeah and I love finding out new things as well, you know, especially when it comes to art. This is the thing about the podcast I've been doing for years is, like, I learn to sort of investigate things now. Don't just take things for granted. Like, for example, finding out about your processes and watching you guys grow from where you've been as well, amongst other things, you know, over the years of doing this, you know, asking the questions and going and finding out. Hmm. The curiosity of a child, that's what I've got <laughs> at the moment, is going out and finding out about things. Um uh, is, is there any uh, you guys you mentioned workshops you want to do workshops when I mean, curiosity of a child you know there's an opportunity there to teach this and pass it on right yeah so um, once we get the equipment in in a couple of days um, we'll start doing our print orders and our own things but then we're slowly going to trial run some workshops so then we can like fully commit to it and we're also doing open access as well kind of okay. like a, can I, if you imagine like a gym membership so you pay your membership and then you can book in sessions oh right and then okay. you can come and print your own stuff so the creatives in the community can come and print their own t-shirts or their own artwork or if you're just a hobbyist and you want to come and print your own things you can but if you want more support you can come to our workshops so we'll have like lino workshops cyanotype workshops and then like larger screen printing workshops and we're going to do lots of different ones yeah, and like, test them out and see what people will That want. is a really good idea. You know, they have things like the, the men's shed and things like that where people can go and play around with tools and make stuff, you know. This, if there's something like this, what you guys want to do with print, hmm. it's a great option for someone to choose, you know. If you don't want to, you know, do this is what you want to do, it's a great option. That's great. Has there any been... Has there any, has this, have you done this because people have asked you for it? Is there lots of, like noise about it well we've always wanted to do it 
Um, but then when we heard about this space, we literally went around to everybody we know and we were like, should we do this? Yeah. Should we not? And all the, the creatives around Shoesby that we talked to said like, that they would want to join or they would go to workshops or know who would want to do workshops. And so, yeah, we just all immediately decided that we should just go for it. Because there's, there's, there's um, you know, like Hindus where people yeah. make stuff yeah, and paint stuff, you know? Yeah, I was thinking of like um, rude monotype style um, screen prints so you could have a stencil and then you can paint onto it before you pull it so I thought that would be quite funny because I've already had get some reactions idea. Like, yeah oh, and I, I just think it's like people need like to learn to be playful again and imaginative and so if we can facilitate a space where they can kind of have fun and team build or chill out chill out like that should what we're hoping this space to be we just want people to come and have fun and have fun and be creative but that's what I love about this studio like what you've done to it is you've made it playful you've made it fun and bright and colourful you know you're taking the pretentiousness of that's a really horrible thing of, from art. I guess you know what I mean. What I'm yeah. saying. It's not art. It's art. You know, it's fun. It's fun. It's it's great space. Yeah. You know? yeah, and I think people do have this misconception of what art is, and I think we kind of broke through of that. Like anything can really be art. Like when you go into it, you see that like people don't really know what they're doing. They're just having a go, having a play. Mm. And they'll see what they go. And the more you practice and the more that you try and experiment different things, you'll have more fun, but you'll also learn loads. Well, I'd love to come to one of your... When you do that, I'd love to come and, and have a go because, uh, A, I think it'd be great for social media and it'll help you out as well. But I also want, I want to have a go. I want to see what I can make, you know? Yeah, I think definitely. it'd be really, really good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, now you've got this studio... Uh, here at the English Bridge Workshop, which is uh, we should definitely mention where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it would be helpful. How does it work with, with your productions and stuff? Are you still taking? Are you taking orders online? Can people just walk in here and order things? How's it going to work? Um, so yeah, orders online is still happening, um, and then printing for others. We're still taking orders in. Obviously, we're not printing yet. Yeah. But next week, maybe the week after, yeah, we'll so start. Beginning of February, hopefully, yeah. we'll be printing back so hopefully two days a week we'll be doing that and then the rest of the time will be kind of open access so definitely like Wednesdays and Saturdays and a few evenings will be people can come in and use the space um, or they will be running workshops so our Instagram will have them or our website but during February we're going to do a big crowdfunder to try and get us a bit more equipment so we can facilitate even more people Ooh, tell me more about this crowdfunder yeah so we're going to be raising some money. We're looking for some tabletop print beds is what our big aim is, um, as well as like more screens and squeegees because you can never have enough. Um, <laughs> and we'll be in as a thank you for people who donate. We're going to be doing like pins, T-shirts, all limited edition for people to come and support and also a discount on membership if they want to become a member as well. That's really cool. Have you done a crowdfunder before? Nope. <laughs> Wish us luck. Yeah. Uh, where can people find the, the information for this? Have you got it? Which, which... We're going to be on crowdfunder. Crowdfunder. Um, and we'll be all over Instagram and... The website as well. And the website as well. So DNS Studios on Instagram. What I'll do, listeners, is I'll put the link to that on the readout for this podcast. So Yeah, the website for crowdfunder will be up by then as well. 
Yeah, so you guys send me that and I'll get it on the readout. This goes out in a couple of weeks, so you've got plenty of time. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Um, right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a little game with you guys. That's why I asked you for a stopwatch. I forgot to put my <laughs> I'm watch. I'm really scared now. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay, so um, I don't know how this is going to sound, right? But I asked for um, a voiceover bit. Um, part of a voice this is a crazy thing right I'm part of a voiceover I was part of a voiceover community because I used to do the radio done bits of voiceover I'm in an animated movie that's being made and doing. I've done all sorts right so I'm part of this community and I asked for, for, for about a year I asked people for voiceover bits for the radio they'd send me stuff we collaborated with so many people I asked people for a voiceover for literally somebody saying random in it and they, they gave me a warning and I was like, what? And they've like, turned into like gatekeeping, sort of like, you're not allowed to do this and you're not allowed to do that. So I was like, bye, see you later. In the end, it turns out that Derek Willis, my good friend, made this for us for this next segment. Wait, it's random, isn't it? Yeah? It's like the, the community radio. Uh, yeah, it's random minute. This is a minute of random questions. And I think it's only fair if I give you a minute and I give you a minute, okay? okay? Now, I went to a website called teambuilding.com and they have a random number generator, number generator, a random question generator. That's for my old show, that is. That was like muscle memory. Um, so I, I will get you to press start after I start the first question and we'll do a random minute. Here we go. And the first question is... What is the greatest lesson you've learned from your parents? Plus play. Um, to be a nice, wholesome individual. Nice. What is your favourite baked good? Baked good? Um, I don't know. Carrot cake. <laughs> what is your favourite app? Favourite app? Um, having a look, having a look. Um, Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap. Uh, what did you study in college? Oh. <laughs> mm, graphic design was the, the number one. And uh, do you have a pet peeve? Any pet peeves? Pet peeves? What do I hate? What do I hate? I can't remember what I hate. What is that? We're getting some sign language going on here. Velcro. Oh, I hate Velcro. You hate yeah. Velcro. That's a weird one. I love it, though. Uh, do you prefer to receive recognition or uh, in public or private? Private. Private, you don't yeah. like Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Uh, these are great. How often do you work in PJs? Um, if it's drawing, probably like all the time, but in here, definitely not. Brill. Okay, brill. Stop that one. That was fantastic. These are great. That was terrifying. How did you, I know it is. Because it was random. I was like, this could literally be anything. This I thought my deepest, darkest secrets are coming out. I used, to, I used to really like, when we used to have new hosts and things, uh, go host start, I used to really grill them. We used to have a, a thing called the gauntlet where I'd have them doing all sorts of crazy stuff. <laughs> it's great. I used, to love it. I used to give them a pencil and be like, talk about that for two minutes. Go. <laughs> It's fantastic. Right, Joey, we're going to go with you next. I will start with the first question, and then you'll press uh, go with the stopwatch. So next question is, if you won the lottery and you had to spend your money on, on yourself, what would you spend it on? A house. A house. Uh, what management, management style do you prefer? Open communication. Nice. What is a piece of technology you wish existed? That's deep. <laughs> like mind reading or something like that that'd be good dangerous though uh, what has been the best team building event you've ever been to oh I did a speculative design one which was really cool and it was like a gamified version of what London could look like ooh that's cool 
Um, do you have a guilty pleasure? Probably dairy because I'm lactose intolerant. Ah, naughty. I love that. Um, do you have uh, lunch at home, head out, or grab something to eat? Lunch at home because I work from home. <laughs> what is your preferred jelly bean flavour? <laughs> so the odds are random. I honestly don't know. I've not had jelly beans in such a long time. Uh, where were you born? Stevenage. Stevenage. How are we doing for time? Done. Hey, there we go. And that is the end of... Why, it's random, isn't it? Eh? (laughs) Thank you, Derek, for that. That's proper community radio. That is, I love it. Oh, that's the sort of stuff I used to do on Naughty Talk. I love it. It's fantastic. Um, So... Uh, what are your what, what's going really going through your heads now that you're sat here in your own studios and you think back about what the journey you've been on? Are you nervous? Are you scared? Are you excited? Yes, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I think we're mostly excited, a bit terrified. I think like when we said yes to this space, we like didn't sleep for like three nights and just continually felt sick. But then mm. once we'd like actually come up with a business plan again did the math. and did the math it felt a bit better so I think we're more excited for the space than anything else it's just kind of getting everything in I think once everything's in we'll feel a little better I can't yeah. wait to see what it looks like because at the moment we've got ladders and there's a bit of scaffolding in the corner there we've been hanging things up and as well I love that you're supporting local artists as well on, on your wall yeah, it looks fantastic fantastic see a bit of Charlie Adlard there and there's are these all people that you've met at Drawn and different fairs that you've been at? Yeah, some are our own work. Some, yeah. Most are different. Like, honestly, we've been collecting prints Forever. for like... Like, there's some still down there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this isn't even all of them. We have more at home. These are like our favourite ones, but like our really, really favourite ones are the ones that like cost us a lot of money. We still have at home for yeah. our wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want to bring them here. Case they fall off the wall. Exactly. Not, that, not that you've not done an amazing job hanging them up, by the way, Joey. You've done a fantastic <laughs> See, I love having things all over the wall. My wife is like, no, I like plain walls. I like, you should have seen what I did to our, our bathroom in the old house. I had a bat toilet. And it was literally, it was, like, it was like a walking toilet. That's all it was, right? And it was just wall to wall to wall Batman stuff. All around. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love stuff like that. I, I like to be able to look, walk into a room and to be able to study it. You know, when you go to like, um, Attingham Park and you go into the hall or into the yeah. house and there's just pictures everywhere that you can just sit and look at. I like well, it's that. a story again, isn't it? And it's like a bit of like someone's history. Yeah. yeah. Um, who do you think, um, when it comes to local artists, um, inspires you the most? Is there anybody here that you absolutely adore? I mean, you don't have to list people off. If, you, if, if they don't say you, don't get offended. But who's, who do you think some of the most influential artists here? Influential artists in Shrewsbury. I think there's lots. I think yeah, there's loads. One that came straight to my like there's two. Charlie Adler's been your like um, artist since you I've ever known you. You were yeah. I've always been into comics and um, Walking Dead. Me and him have had a weird journey over the years. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you about it later after we okay. record. <laughs> and then yeah, I think like small like independence I like Ellie Cliffland her lino cuts I don't know whether you've seen them online but they're 
super duper diny and i just yeah. it's something that i would never be able to do i'm just not that patient yeah they're beyond ridiculous um, like they're amazing but like just i don't even know i think i met her at the bellevue arts festival is that yeah, right she had probably. some in the museum and it was a tiny, like this bit. They're, they're, yeah she has magnifying glasses at her table for the last one i interviewed her um for the bellevue arts festival and um yeah i do remember seeing that and being like what what because mm. the detail was incredible. Mm. Yeah. And um, I want to give a shout out to Sheree Gerard as well. Yeah, definitely. She's, she's wonderful. Because she's not just like, okay, everybody into the hall, let's sell some stuff. She's like, no, what do you, What can you do? Can you go a little bit further with what you're doing? Yeah, definitely. You- like, we printed some totes for her before for Doron, and we've done, we love going to Doron, and I think it shows, especially this year with fairs, have not been as good because of the cost of living crisis. Yeah. They've, we've seen, like, a drop-off, but Doron was... It slapped. Um, it, it was amazing, and it just goes to show when you put that much time and effort into... A community event it really like does pay off and not just that like the people that go there there's a lot of them that started from the very first one and then it's just got grown and now if i go into, even though i didn't go to the, the last one they're like every six months but i didn't go to the last one i'll see people i'll see rags and i'll be like rags i'll give them a cuddle you know and i'll see people i haven't seen there for ages and yeah definitely i love that it's really really nice and that's i think um, I was chatting to Rob Gibson, an executive chef, uh, the other day, and I was talking about, you know, sort of chefs working with each other in Shrewsbury because there's a lot that do, but they're the competition. But the collaboration is so inspiring to see, and it's, it's the same with you guys because the artists that go to Drawn are technically your competition in some regards, you know, but you guys work so well together. It's nice to see. Yeah. I don't I know, think the I, community is competitive at all. No, I think it's all No, chill. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, everyone just wants to help each other and we see that our stuff is... Although someone that might not be creative might not see that they're completely different, we all see, have totally different practices. Yeah, we're all in the same boat, even though we do different things. Yeah. And you're, it's like a lonely profession, being an illustrator as well, so, like, having that other people that are in the same boat and can you can moan to or celebrate with is really great yeah and I think if you all went mean girl mean girls about it I think you wouldn't if you knew that that's what the artist was like you might not want to buy their art anyway so mm. it's nice to be nice it's good to be nice yeah, yeah. you know pays off <laughs> and you know you get people like Mike Perkins and uh, Charlie Adler that are philanthropists they help local artists they bring them on you know they're trying to inspire people inspire people your workshop idea is fantastic, especially for kids. As Kerry Jones with Bloom Studios, you know, bringing on the younger generation. You know, there's so many like, like I don't want to just. I know it's like Shrewsbury. I'm like, oh, Shrewsbury is amazing, but it really is when it comes to art. You know, I come to draw on, and I'm blown away every time I come. Um, it looks like I'm playing around on my phone. I am, but I, there's a purpose. What I wanted to talk about was, um, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast on purpose about um, how your printing process, handmade stuff, it gets taken for granted on a global scale. Um, and we look at things like JD Sports, I mentioned Primark, and these things are mass produced. And it's only once you know how things are made and you remember how they were, how good things were. I, I asked a question on Facebook today about, um, can you name something that needs to be taken back a peg to when it was originally, originally brilliant? Maybe something you've enjoyed in the past that has become too common or has lost its quality due to being over-commercialized. Or a simple version of a product that just can never be beaten, uh, no matter what the upgrade. So I asked people for um, that, and I've got a couple of funny ones. Moose Cooper mentioned the York, uh, which is a pub in Shrewsbury. It's like, 
other. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> yikes. I've heard it's a really good. I've never been there actually. I've heard it's. Wait, really wait, wait, wait. Is that the one? Is that like the death metal one? By by Saint Mary's. Yeah. 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 Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's. Uh, I had a, f- a drunken phone call off Moose Cooper. Moose Cooper is. Um, if you've listened to Pod, Pod Aid, he was up on Pod Aid and in Glorious Bastards with me too. And he's like, Alex, you're coming out to the York. And I was like, I'm in my pajamas, mate. <laughs> Come on, Nate, Mason. Uh, I don't know what's happened to the York, but Moose saying that. Um, he says, I think I'm just being nostalgic. I think what he's saying is he remembers his good days from the York. I see. Uh, Jane's, Jane Pickworth, a good friend of ours, uh, says, Cadbury's chocolate. Have you had a bad uh, bar of Cadbury's chocolate, uh, Jane? Because <laughs> all chocolate's great. It's changed, isn't it? Like, I don't really have Cadbury's, but like, yeah, didn't, they, yeah, didn't they re- reduce the amount of milk in there where, like, when it got taken over? Hmm. In my mind, it's just chocolate, and that's gonna like there's there's people listening to this that are like you. <laughs> no, no, no. There's two types of chocolate. There's chocolate, and then there's American chocolate. Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah, I remember eating um, a case. <laughs> Uh, Hershey's chocolate to me tastes like powder. Yeah. Mm. Imagine like if you licked your finger and then put it's really sickly hot chocolate on it and then lick, that's yeah. what it tastes. I like did Camp America a few times and I literally got my mum to send me like loads of UK chocolate and sweets because it I just seems sick. beefier and thicker yeah. and yeah. Jane, you're onto something there, mate. Um, and she said children's television. She's a professional puppeteer, um, <laughs> <laughs> so she would say that. But I, again. Uh, we look at my kid well, when I was a kid we'd sit and watch cartoons on the TV my son I'm not knocking it because it's just the way technology's gone but he's on YouTube and he's watching shorts and things but at the same time he's just found Spongebob and he's lit he's not like watching Spongebob as and when it came on the TV like we were he's watching it from season to season hmm. he's like oh there's a new season out or something you know and I'm like that's not how you watch cartoons man that's <laughs> yeah I feel like that. Is there a story I mean that's better in a way Spongebob though. yeah like oh, okay well, like, all cartoons have, like, an overall story okay. arc. So it'd be better if you could watch all in order rather than just random. It's funny when you've got things that are random, like the Simpsons and stuff, and then they, they throw into, like, a, a real arc moment, mm. like a character dying or something, and they're just kind of like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> now I've got to pay attention? <laughs> uh, children's TV is a very good one. I totally agree with you, Jane. I think um, it was definitely different when we were younger. Helen Hinton says, Christmas. I think that's correct. I feel like it's, it's over-commercialised. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, all, all like those kind of holidays are, like it's all about the presents. Like we, we hand make our presents and I think that's a really great way of making sure that everyone, like it's about the, the things rather than, and the, yeah. the day rather than what presents you got. We always buy sentimental. Um, this year was all about the kid. Um, so this year I was like, just buy me a shoes. We like shoes be town. So I was like, just buy me the new shoes be top, and I did for her. So we bought each other shoes town top. Great, we both loved that. Um, but I agree, I agree. If we made it more sentimental this year, it's all about the gatherings and the people coming together for Christmas for me. Yeah. And uh, you know, with me taking a break from the biscuit um, for a few months, it was all about that this year for me, and it was actually really rewarding to be able to focus on that focus on the family and enjoy the time together genuinely not just saying that to be like an eye rolling like hallmark card um <laughs> it was great um shane chepsey says windows 98 it's never been beaten <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man i like my multi-screen uh, so windows 11 is kind of killing it for me at the moment i love it uh, <laughs> i get it though i get it jane says one more she's got one more 
I know she says I'll leave it at that otherwise I'll never work again yeah. <laughs> have you guys got any anything that you think just should be go back to the way it was um, analogue cameras agreed like obviously they're still around but like yeah I kind of like because we and me and my wife are having this argument at the moment right we've been having it since we went to Colombia in 2016 we went to um, Monterrate and I took a picture of the whole city of Bogota right and we took this picture and her pictures back to the family showed them all and they were like oh Alex your pictures are amazing and they're like it's the phone the phone's amazing and this has happened about 18 times with all different phones <laughs> it's all about the phone apparently not the photographer yep. but with um, that analog, I love that grit that grain you get on that I totally agree mm. Yeah, and it's come back it has come back isn't it you get oh yeah yeah people are um I'm going to say I wish they'd do music TV back oh, the way yeah. they did. Like Kerrang TV. I used to sit and watch Kerrang on MTV2. Mm. That I want back because it is... Welcome just... to my crib. <laughs> <laughs> Zane Lowe, man. I always wanted... I always said... I'd, I was mentioning... I was chatting to the guys from Albert Shed. I said I'd love to be become like the Zane Lowe for independent music in Shrewsbury but the guys at the Slopian mixtape have just got in there before me do you know what I mean but they're doing a far better job than I would do what about you Joey have you got anything that you I think I'm going to be really controversial and say phones phones mm, yeah. yeah I just think like everything's on your phone now and it's so easily accessible and it just takes you out of the moment so yeah so quickly and so like I just although like there's the ease of it of having a phone like I just think there's something about if everyone didn't have their phone would they be more connected and more just present and happier I feel like I feel like you're on something there I'm not going to debate what you're saying because I think <laughs> it's your own but I feel like the, the the power that you can have with these things is fantastic but I feel like we could, we could take the phone out of it and just have it as like a palm yeah. up hmm. do you know what I mean and, and go back to the old flip phones yeah <laughs> Slapping my my my, flip, my fold phone and my flip phone uh, closed. Um, I watched the Blackberry movie recently with Glenn Howerton. Bloody amazing! Go and watch that. There's uh, nothing better than Glenn Howerton having a uh, temper tantrum. But um, and like people, uh, there's a comment on Facebook. People saying, "Oh, they missed their Blackberries just because it was like almost like a fidget spinner." You know, it's like yeah. something to just yeah. compress. You know, with phones now. And actually, this happened to me earlier. My wife was like. Um, because she's trying, she's changed her number. She was like, "Can you give me a call, please, to see what number you have got or what have you?" And I lost the phone icon on my on my on my app. So I was like, "Where's the phone?" <laughs> Mad, isn't it? Yeah. That's like the last thing we're using for now. Um, but yeah, uh, there are there are certain tra- we mentioned think about things being old at the beginning and traditions. But there are things that yeah could do with going back. But that's about nostalgia, isn't it? Going back. Yeah. I just thought of another one. I, I quite like old cars. Like, I don't like old cars in the way, like, I love old cars, but, like, I think cars should just look how they used to look. You look like they used to it, but be more eco-friendly. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not a car person whatsoever, but I think they should look how they used to look. I'm still waiting for a flubber car. I want the car out of flubber, I do. <laughs> just, like, fly off into the... wherever you want to go, whilst looking absolutely ridiculous and sounding ridiculous as well. Yeah. Of you do it, right? Um, what are you guys doing any with what you guys are doing here now is it going to take up your art fair time is it is it going to cut back on that or are you guys still going to be touring i guess <laughs> it's up for debate still i think for the time being at least this year we won't be putting as much time into like new stock 
as much as we'd like because we really want to look at like how we can involve the community that we build here as well into the shop. Yeah. But I definitely we'll definitely be doing local fairs and we have some already lined up for this year. Yeah, we're just um, just not going to go as far afield as we normally do. Yeah. yeah. There's still like staple places that we'll go to. Yeah, but we'll like, still do Drawn if they do Drawn next year. We'll still do Cheshire Print Fair. Rex and Maker's Market. Yeah, but just be a bit more specific on what we do. But we're still online, so our online store will stay open just fairs. Maybe a little less, but it depends. Like, you don't know what the next year is going to hold. And so if we end up doing less Saturday workshops, we'll do more fairs. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. You got, you got to balance it out, haven't you? And this place here, the English Workshop, is there, is there many? Are there many lots of other artists here that you guys know and work with? I mean, what's it like? Is it looking empty at the moment? What's, what's the... Well, we're pretty new. Like we've literally just, like we said before, <coughs> we've only been in less than a week. Yeah. So, yeah, we're really hoping to kind of get to know people in the space. Like all the studios are full, so like there's lots of opportunities and all the workshops and things that go on. There's two amazing community spaces here. So lots of opportunity to meet people and do other workshops and meet people. It's an amazing spot, it really is. I mean, a studio here would be great, wouldn't it? Biscuit Studios Mm. would be fantastic. if you're listening to this, by the way, and you're working in the English uh, Bridge Workshop and you're not coming to say hello, make sure you come say hello yeah. to these guys. Um, I'm, I'm really, really excited for, for you guys. Like I said, this is this is quite a sentimental one because I think when you guys started, it was like, I think I messaged you guys on Instagram um, and I was kind of like, oh, you guys are doing really cool things. you want to come on the biscuit? And it never really happened. Life and got I was, busy. Life, got, life did. That happens so much. I've all got literally <coughs> organised podcasts with people and then they've been waiting for me to confirm a date and it's, I've just drifted off for like three months. It happens so, so often. Uh, Brad Bohannon actually recently off um, Bar Rescue, I'm really sorry, he's like, what date? What date, Alex? What date? <laughs> Still waiting on me. Sorry, Brad. Um, it just happens, doesn't it? Life gets in the way. And how, you know, how much of this now are you guys doing on your downtime now that you've got a business here do you, have, do you have to force yourself? Because you can do this whenever, when you're at home, right? You can just crack on making designs and stuff. Do you have to force yourself to switch off? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, I think, especially as a couple as well, it's that balance between, like, your home life and your work life. And I think it's always just communicating and making sure that when we've got time off, we actually take time off rather because you can easily just start talking well, about I'm hoping that it's going to be easier to have time off because the studio is obviously here yeah it's whereas before to our home yeah before it was in the shed yeah so I could literally go out at 10pm 10, 10 and do something yeah because it's literally 10 feet away do you make things when you're like pissed off and stuff like oh I'm going to make stuff and like it's not churning stuff out do you ever make stuff based on emotion like you can like, we'll come up with ideas and things like when especially at fairs because it can be quite quiet or you can just have like see other people's stuff you kind of get a bit inspired. just talking to customers as well yeah we kind of write down notes <coughs> of like little ideas and then I learned a drawn that it's okay to steal other people's ideas I, like, I didn't know that's what that's for well everything's an idea or something yeah. like I think it's more about getting inspired by other people yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's the best way to put it but yeah, yeah that, that's a good way of looking at it yeah I think it's like 
nothing's new anymore. Like everything's just a reinvention of something else. So yeah. Yeah. you just yeah. gotta put your stamp on it. Yeah. So and I think as well, like that's what's been nice about the last like couple of years is we've been able to work out what sells well, but also what do we really like, and we've realised that the stuff that sells well and the stuff we really like it's like animal cute weird animals like the axolotl t-shirts or like I like the axolotl t-shirts yeah they do really well and like all plants axolotls are funny because they're like they look alien don't they Mm. They they don't look like they're of this planet Quite cool. Yeah, it's always quite funny when a kid comes running up and says what it is, and the parents like they're like looking like they have no clue what what it is. Or they roll their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strange-looking sperm thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, fine, fair enough. That's cool. Um, and you seen that does really well. Is there a moment where you've gone almost sort of viral? I guess where where you kind of things just flown off the shelf, or whether it's like online or physically, people want. I can think of two things. Yeah, I think online we've not had that yet. Like, well, we kind of oh, did. Oh, okay. Do you not remember? No. Okay, so I made a reel, and it was showcasing something that we printed for someone. And it was like our best reel ever at the time. So it had like 12,000 views or something. So I'm pretty happy with that. So I, I basically remake the video, but with <laughs> somebody else. Same video structure, same sort of music. And it does 17,000. So I'm like, whoa. I do it a third time, but with our stuff, and it flops. Yeah. It had like 400 views. I was like, really? Yeah, but like with selling out and stuff, we've done like wasting our retention t-shirt. We were like, no one's going to really want to buy this t-shirt, but we're going to do it and see how it goes. And we like, the first market we did, we sold out of our t-shirts. So that one did really well. Yeah. And our axolotls as well. Like when we did the first round, we had to do a few more, but we try as much as we can. We've been increasing stock sizes, but we try and do limited runs. So we'll only, if it sells off the shelf, we might do one more print run. But other than that, we try and update it. So we'll probably do like 30 of a t-shirt and then that's it. We normally do like, we normally like switch up the colorways. So if we do a pink t-shirt with a pink print and that sells quite well, we'll redo it, but on a blue t-shirt and in a different color. It'll be the same design, but like different. Yeah. Just so then yeah. it stays not exclusive, but like limited, limited and people for the know, people that have already bought it. Yeah, and people know that there's not many of those about like the likelihood you'll see someone else. Like in Shrewsbury, it's a lot higher, but like anywhere else, like you've kind of got a one-of-a-kind t-shirt because no one else will have yeah. that t-shirt. So the Axolotl, for instance, we've already done it in two colours, but we're going to do it... Another colour. Another colour. We're going to do blue on blue in a couple of weeks. Nice. And we're going to do kid sizes. Yeah, kid sizes as well. We're testing out those because there's always a lot of demand, but at the same time, small print runs for kid sizes are still quite expensive compared to, like... Primark and places like that so it's we're still testing it out and finding the balance between prices with what we're doing but also demand because lots of kids want it but do their parents want to pay for it it'd be a good idea to go around some of the schools and take some of your stuff and get the kids hands on and then be like well you never know there's a workshop here you can come yeah. around with it. you know that'd be quite print cool. your own axolotl t-shirts That'd be, that'd be really, really good <laughs> do you guys have like a box or a folder of um, stencils you can bring out for a rainy day sort of thing all the special ones that yeah I have a very it, uh, well it's not super organised <laughs> it's semi-organised just yeah. full of the uh, the acetate 
yeah. stencils. We have all of them. So like ever since the first one we've done to like now. Oh, that's cool. So we haven't got rid of them. Like we get rid of the screen, but the podgies we keep in case people want to get it redone or things like that. I love that because I've just made a, a reel of because sort of doing the biscuit guys kind of like oh god six years worth of experience and so I've, I've I've kept every bit of audio I've ever made on this hard drive and uh, I was going back listening to like the interviews with Carol Baskin and Brian Graydon and all of these amazing people that came on the show and listening back to that made me smile because I realised I'm not as terrible as I thought I had. And, oh, you know, <laughs> actually, it's not too bad and it's the same for you guys. You can go back and look at that and think oh man that was that was a good day for me you know yeah or i absolutely hated that print run and yeah. <laughs> i never want to do it we were when we were packing up the studios packed up because we're moving in a couple of days and you realize what what orders you've got a lot of rejects on versus other ones so like we had like 13 totes of this one design that just wouldn't work and yeah it was it was quite nice looking back and seeing the difference but also the progress like back when we started we'd have loads of rejects of prints because it it was trial and error whereas now we have barely any yeah yeah um, is there is there a design that people ask for a lot that just doesn't work on print like is there a common thing that people ask for and you're like yeah, we can't do that it doesn't physically work um multicolors not yeah. yeah not necessarily just multicolors but like when it's like a pitch an image an image yeah. you can do it it's just going to be expensive. Do it Charles Darwin in perfect <laughs> yeah, portrait. Yeah. Like, you could, you can do it. It's just going to be expensive and not look... It'll be, like, dotted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're going to throw everything in here. So you see, you see the bridge print underneath? Yes. So that's made up of tiny, 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 tiny dots. So it's only four colours in that that's print. A, that's a print there, that bridge? Yeah. yeah. That's phenomenal. Um, so that's only a four-colour print. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's halftones, and the way that the halftones line up, it makes infinite colours. But if you wanted it on like a t-shirt or something, it's going to be a lot more difficult yeah. and pricey. Amazing. Um, the fact that you can do that, or you can do any... Yeah, I mean, like my it's little, so versatile, which is amazing. My biscuit thing, my logo, that uh, Web Orchard designed for me, thank you guys, um, on a t-shirt would be so simple for you guys to make, so you know, maybe when we get a bit of money again I can yeah. bring it your way and you can make me some a t just a t-shirt, it's just me now, I'm just doing it by myself, I'm like, I'm not I've appreciated all the co-hosts that have come along the way but uh, I think I'm just going to do it by myself now you Yeah, know, it's fair a lot enough easier. A lot easier, you know what I mean Right, so tell the listeners, this is our, we're running uh, short now time, but to tell the listeners how they can find you, buy from you, um, come to you, whatever you, whatever they need to know. Yeah, so the best place to like find out about us and see what we're doing, all the workshops and crowdfunders is on our Instagram, which is DNS Studios. Um, and then our website is the same, so dnsstudios.com. But if you give us a Google, dungarees and squeegees or DNS, we should come up. Very Googleable. I've been doing it today. I've been doing yeah. my research today. Um, yeah, make sure you give these guys a Google. I'll put the Instagram as well on the bottom, yeah, as well definitely. as the Kickstarter on the bottom of the readout for this podcast. So if you want to help out, if you want to learn more, make sure you click on those links. Give these guys a follow on social media. That's the least you could do from listening to this podcast, guys. Um, so anyway, guys, this has been really nice. Really nice catching up because whenever we set a draw on, it's usually like a 10-minute really ten, ten <laughs> yeah. thing. Um, I like the fact that I put you on, on the spot today with the, the, the random thing. It's really fun. Um, I like seeing people squirm. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, but also, thank you uh, for inviting me around your beautiful studio, and I can't wait to see it when it's made. 
It's going to be fantastic. Uh, right, guys, um, I'll do a bit of an outro on this, so don't go anywhere. But for now, thank you, guys, for, for chatting to me. Cheers. Thank you. So there we go. What a wonderful episode. Um, before I get out of here, I want to mention to you guys, um, you know, if you contribute towards local artists, um, if you're a hero like Cherie Gerard that um, builds things for artists to come and share their wares and, and you know, show people their talents, uh, I want to congratulate you and say thank you to encouraging people to go out there and be their brilliant selves. I feel like... Um, during the pandemic, we were seeing a lot of nonsense where people were being told not to be artists and be something else instead. And people, rightly so, uh, dug their heels in and um, they 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 doubled down with uh, with their creative side and um, becoming the, the brilliant people that they're supposed to be. Um, art and culture is so so important it really is it tells a tale for time you know you know you look at the renaissance area you, area era uh, you look at the 1950s the 60s these iconic things that has happened for decades and decades and decades you know we wouldn't be able to tell that tale if it wasn't for the culture at the time um so if you you know buy a piece of art from a local artist it sounds like i'm being really daft but i don't think i am you're giving that artist a license to carry on making things. You're, you're keeping the lights on for a little bit longer. Um, you're giving them a purpose. Um, and you're also inspiring future artists as well by hanging that art on the wall. So you are doing your thing. Support local artists. Um, I've got an amazing collection of, of local artists art on my wall. Um, I'll, I mean, there are a few gifts that I've had because of the biscuit, which is really nice. But also... I will go out there and buy local artist stuff because I just think it's amazing. So, and I want to wish uh, best of luck to uh, to the guys uh, on today's show uh, with everything. And I will come back and see how things are in a while. And uh, you know, we'll see each other, I'm sure, at, at different events and stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, this is a great episode. Well, I'm going to leave you guys to it. I'm going to ramble on too much. Uh, this has been really, really cool. I hope you guys join me for the next one, and uh, I'll catch you guys next time. Peace out. <laughs>